data-driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing? I'm Emma. I've dabbled in all marketing channels in my career. And my passion? Providing my team with the tools to be the superstars. So, I'm making a podcast to share everything I've learned along the way, from my bachelor's internships to early career in marketing to becoming head of international marketing by age 29. Plus, everything I wish my 20-year-old self had known. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, get your snacks ready to go, and let's do this. Hello, welcome back to another episode. Oh, I think it's officially festive, Stephen. I've got my fluffy socks on, my teddy bear fleece on, and I um, got hot chocolate whilst recording this. I'm actually recording this on a Sunday afternoon, which is not like me. Usually I am a a 7am recorder, so it seems very luxurious, but I've hurt my back and I can't go to the gym. So I thought, why not? Let's record another episode because we are going one a week strong up until Christmas. This episode is the four different ways that you could use marketing resource. So you could be DIYing it, you could be hiring a freelancer, hiring an agency, or making that big commitment to hire a full-time employee. I'm going to go through the four different ways. I'm going to go through each of them, and I'm going to tell you when I do it, what typical marketing channels I would do it for, and then I'm going to say where I would look for that resource. Buckle up, it'll probably be a slightly longer podcast. And I really want to talk about this because people resource, whichever way that you get it, is second most important to, can you think of it? Budget. Of course, budget is going to be your number one thing because if you don't have any budget, then you can't do anything. Of course, if you have absolutely no budget, you're going to have to be doing it yourself. But this is where you've got a little bit more extra budget to play with, where you have these three different options to layer on and when you could do it yourself. Just because you have the budget doesn't necessarily mean that you go and hire somebody, which is of course the most expensive one and the biggest commitment, but there could be other ways and other times where you might look to use a freelancer or an agency versus you having to take on everything. I'm gonna start with freelancers, but before I start and get into that, there's a reason why there's four different ways to have marketing help or marketing resource, because If I just quickly list out the different kinds of marketing or job roles that there could be, we've got creative designer, digital designer, photographer, videographer, editor, marketing manager, project manager, influencer marketing, pay-per-click, search engine optimization, email or CRM, organic social, paid social, blog writer, content manager, copywriter, Press, retail marketing, offline marketing, event marketing, e-com manager, trading manager, website manager, UX designer, UI designer, and website developers. And that list is not on Google. That is me literally writing out what members of team have I had in my marketing teams over the years and who have I had in different avenues, whether it be a freelancer, an employee or an agency. And that was the list I came up with. So that's not the whole extent of marketing roles either. That's just ones that I've experienced and have had to find a resource in one way or another. And so that's why you can't do everything yourself, especially as you're growing and as you're diversifying into different channels. There are definitely time and places to have the three other different avenues. So that's where I wanted to get into this podcast 
podcast today and give you a bit of the insight of to when and how and what I've done for it. Starting off with freelancers, when I typically use a freelancer is a couple of different scenarios. Typically it's either that I'm doing a project or something that's really, really short term. Could be like a mini campaign or it could be a project launch or it could be a sort of reactive marketing, I wouldn't say stunt, but like something reactive marketing and I need a specific thing. Another time would be if it's really easy to brief. So I'm not gonna spend just as long briefing something to find a freelancer if I have to really go in depth about our tone of voice, our brand position, our brand guidelines. All of that stuff can really add on time. And so I would only brief it in if it was really, really easy to brief. I would also look for this if it's something that's it's not gonna be super expensive or the cost that it would be to hire a freelancer is relative to the campaign and the potential return on investment that I could get. I'm obviously not gonna spend loads and loads of money on a freelancer if we're not gonna be getting a much back or it's not a big, super important thing. Another reason why I've used them before is that I need something urgently and we're full to capacity from an internal resource point of view and so I could look there. The other one is that we don't have that skill in the team and I need it, so very, very simply, I go and find it. Another one could be if I'm trying to do something in a different country or a different place. I've done this in Finland, Sweden, the US, Australia, trying to think where else, the Netherlands, and I've literally found freelancers who are in those countries because I need some content creation and nobody from my team is there and it's much, much cheaper to get them to help me with the content creation. And then another reason why I might use a freelancer is if I have enough budget but not enough budget to hire an agency or or hire somebody or if the work that they're doing is not going to be enough work to justify an agency or a person to hire but it is something that is sort of intricate and needed and I would look to get a freelancer there. So the common channels that I would use for a freelancer, as in like what marketing channels typically lend themselves well, I find photography, videography, blog writing, content creator, sometimes project management, but they're the main ones that I would probably look for a freelancer for. Where I find them is usually Upwork. I've also got some of Fiverr before. I've also got some from my LinkedIn, but then another place is my network and I don't have a very big network, but the fact that I work in marketing means that throughout my different roles and different meetings of people, I've like found, so say I found a photographer or I know a photographer that works with a particular brand, they're probably not gonna be able to freelance or they might be, you might wanna ask them outright, but my point more is that you could get in touch with the people that are in the same discipline and say, hey, I'm looking for somebody that can write me some blogs do you know anybody? And as they're a content creator or a blog writer themselves, they might know somebody. Or if I know somebody that's a videographer in Australia and I'm looking for a videographer in Australia, do they know anybody or would they know anybody counterparts? They might not know them like personally, but you'll typically find that they will follow other people in their industries and they could recommend people to you. So don't think that, oh, well, I don't have a big enough network. I don't either, trust me. It's only because of people that I've worked with that might be like, oh, do you know anybody? But if not, Upwork has always worked really, really well for me as well. The only thing about Upwork is there's fees, which is annoying, especially if you're on a tight budget. Moving on to when I would hire an agency and I would hire an agency if I have enough budget because budget is expensive, especially for agencies. So you need a chunky amount of money if you're gonna be looking to hire an agency. 
I also tend to look for them if I'm looking at something more long-term. So I'd be looking for a freelance if it was like three months or less work. If it's three months or higher, I would definitely consider an agency. I would at least consider it if it is going to be a longer piece of work, especially anything six months or over, I'd be really looking at then an agency. I would also potentially look at an agency if I'm doing an event or a stunt. Cannot tell you how much health and safety, risk assessments, licenses, just things that are a pain to and they take a lot of time up. And yes, whilst your team can probably figure it out, the fact that if there is a, an agency that have done events in London before or events in Birmingham or events in public places and they've got experience and they know all of the things that are typically going to be a problem and not a problem and how many things cost. Sometimes it's actually just easier to go to an agency that have been there before and done it and the cost to give that to an agency is gonna, you're going to get it back in one, what they produce, but then two, the time that it's going to save you and the peace of mind also that they're going to have all of their ducks in the row, all of the paperwork completed and they'll probably be able to quote you all of that before you get started. What you don't want to do is not hire an agency, then think you're going to do a stunt on the London Underground and then figure out you actually can't because there's so much red tape and you've already got halfway through. That's just a very example that is does not exist. And then the other one where I might hire an agency is, again, if I don't have the internal expertise and I really want a channel and I want it to be a core part of the launch or the the marketing plan just in general and the marketing direction that's when I will also look is it time to hire an agency because we're not quite ready to hire an employee but I'd really love to like prove concept of a channel and so that's when I would look some marketing channels that I would most likely do this for would be press because of their relationships which you'll know if you've gone back and listened to episode 57 which I talk a lot more detail about public relations so go and listen to that one if you want more in-depth about the different ways that you can add press into your mix. Another one that I would do it for is a lot of paid stuff so pay-per-click, paid social, search engine optimization any of those things that are very, very technical. I find with agencies, they have a lot of already built-in dashboards. They have a lot of best practices. Any like performance marketing could be display ads. Any of that kind of stuff, I think, really, really works within an agency because they have the tools and they have that a more in-depth technical experience because there's lots of them in the agency that all work within that space. If you have a problem or if you have a question, there's at least somebody that can then help and can think of like better ways to optimize, etc. than if it's just you lone wolfing it or if you've hired a freelancer. Also with a freelancer, I get worried about their having them like in the Google account for long periods of time and they would then be controlling your budget and so you want to make that something much more formal with a contract. You don't just want to be giving access to your Google account, your Google PPC to a random freelancer that you don't know. You would have to make it a lot more formal and if you're going to be a lot more formal and you're going to be teaching them all of those things, is it worth it or could you just hire an agency that you could get them to be doing much more of like a long-term plan for you? Another one that I would potentially consider using an agency for is influencer marketing. Pretty similar to press in the fact that they might have the relationships and the connections into a target audience of influencers that you might be looking to tap into. And so using their connections is a really good way that you could use them. 
Also, just to note, this is just like the couple of channels that came to my mind like straight away. It doesn't necessarily mean that I wouldn't use a agency for developers or UX designers, just for an example. It's just sort of the main ones that I use agencies for are the ones I've listed. When I hire an agency, the places where I would look to find them, I would start actually looking with places like PR Week, Campaign, The Drum, Marketing Week, looking at, like, they'll do a lot of articles like best PR firms in B2B or best PR firms, best campaign firms. They'll do, like, articles and awards of different agencies that have like completed their work so like I'll go to those places and look through the articles look at the ones that they are commenting and shouting out and then I will go on their work have a little look at their work see if it's something I want to reach out to so that's one main way that I do it and I do that literally I go into like google and then search like articles with like the keywords of the agencies that I'm looking for and then see what comes up I obviously don't just click on the top link. I do quite a lot of discovery, but that's the way that I found like some of my most successful agency partners. Really, I had no other connection. I just started looking at press that they'd got. So that's funny. That's the other way around. Like I've hired an agency because of the press that they've got. So they've got work because of the marketing tactic that they've done to get press. <laughs> Irony. Some other ways is again, LinkedIn and again, my network. But sometimes, yeah, you don't know anybody. So just get Googling, look at articles, do your due diligence and get searching. So not only looking at campaigns, but just also looking at what comes up naturally in the searches, who's bidding on it. So what ads are coming up on Google? Can you look in some other places as well? Also, what I do is just like throughout the year, whenever I'm looking at like marketing publications or Twitter or LinkedIn or any social media, really, and then I'll see something come up on my feed and I'll be like, oh, this agency did this stunt or this agency pulled off this. I'll like save it and bookmark it so that whilst I might not even think I'm never going to need an agency in this, you never know what's going to happen. And so I keep like a mini like black book, (laughs) so to speak, of different agencies that have caught my eye. And so that when I am in the need for an agency, I can go to that and be like, okay, from any of these that I picked out, do any of them fit the bill? Could any of them work as an exploration? So don't just, if you see something cool that an agency's done, don't just be like, oh, that's cool and then forget about it. Like bookmark it, add it somewhere, add it to a Google sheet somewhere that you can go and look and refer to if you need it. Then moving on to when I do it myself. When I do it myself is I might have absolutely no budget. It might take me longer to find and explain it to somebody than it would be just for me to do it. If I need it done like now and yeah, it could be urgent to hire a freelancer, but if I just need it done and it's something quite small, can I just take it on and do it? And if I kind of know the channel and I can just take it on, I also do that as well. So some of the channels that I do this for where I don't need necessarily like connections or I don't need very, very technical experience, I would do this for Google ads, organic social, which I would hate to do organic social, hate it, hate it, hate it. Sorry, organic social people. Kudos to all of your organic social people. I can do it, but I'm just so not talented. I just can't do organic social, but I have picked up many a time when I've needed to, especially like community management. Again, you'll know from one of my other podcasts, I hate community management, but picked it up if nobody else can. You need to be really, really careful if you're just hiring somebody to look after your Instagram account, you're giving them all your passwords. Do you really need that? Or can you just do it yourself? Project marketing, 
I would try and take on myself, just what depends on my workload, or maybe there's somebody else in the team that could do it. Influencer marketing occasionally, if it's not contracts, if it's just like relationship continuing once it's been signed, that's something I would pick up. Website editing, ugh, you learn a lot of things you just pick up. And if you don't know and you need to just do it, is there a quick course that you can do on it? I recommend that. I had to learn how to do some website editing for Magento and I just literally spent a morning learning the basics of Magento and then I figured out how to do stuff and that actually helped me for a long-term point of view because like every so often I'd need to change something or I'd need to add an offer or I'd need to take an offer off or I'd need to update a product and I'd be like, I just need to figure out how to do this. So sometimes having that little investment into you actually pays off from a longer-term perspective. Moving on to the final one, which is when to hire somebody. Obviously, this is the biggest commitment. And usually my marketing journey would go, I do it myself, then I hire a freelancer, then I hire an agency. Once I've proved concept and proved that we need it to be a long-term part of the marketing puzzle, I would then look to hire somebody as a full-time role. Now, I would usually look to do this when, of course, there is enough demand when the cost you're paying the agency massively outweighs the cost of a channel. So let me give you an example of this. If you've got an agency and you're paying them three grand a month to do your Google ads, but then you're actually only spending in your Google ads two grand, you're gonna then have to be getting a huge return on investment to make that five grand a month investment worth it when only 2,000 is going on your marketing spend. And If they could do another channel as well, so say they could do paid social as well, then you're going to be really layering on and it's going to be much more cost effective in the long term than potentially having an agency for that channel. Another one why I might hire somebody is when it's more of like a growth channel within the marketing plans, like the fundamental marketing plans. And so I know that in three to six months, the demand for that channel is going to be even more and so sort of getting ahead of it before we get to that point also in a similar vein how's the marketing landscape looking example tiktok tiktok is huge for consumer brands at the moment do we need to be having somebody as a full-time tiktok uh, content creator in the next six months and so i need to be thinking backwards of that and starting to look now so that when we get to six months time we're not going to be in a pickle because of it Before I look to hire somebody, I ask myself, pretty similar to what I just said about PPC and paid social is, can I hire one person, but can they sort of double up and do two different disciplines that are quite similar? So some of the ones that I've done this for is paid social and Google, paid social and pay-per-click, pay-per-click being Google, and within Google, they do search, display, and video. Photographer and videographer, maybe they could double up as well project manager and event manager I love to double up those because it's very very similar skills digital designer and video editor depending on what video edits you need and a pretty common one as well is like SEO and blog writer or content creator as well so there's definitely different ways that you can do this it's very very rare that you're going to have the luxury or a big enough budget to hire 20 different people in your marketing team that all have a lovely special just one channel that they do If you're one of those marketers, I am very, very jealous. I would probably say that the marketing teams that I've worked on and with and in, we at least had two to three channels each that we look after. And there is, you know, as I said, similar groupings where sometimes it makes sense for them to be together. But that's how I've like positioned it and how I've managed to get sign off from 
senior people where I've been like, look, this is the demand. And yeah, you're going to have to do a case for why you need them. But getting that double up definitely helps my case when I've presented them. And then you're getting rid of that massive agency cost or that freelancer cost. And then you get all of the benefits of having an internal employee that they're with you 40 hours a week or however many however many hours it is. And that you're going to get even more work out of somebody that's doing it internal. And you don't have to keep sending any of your brand guidelines, which is so frustrating. <laughs> that's it that's the four different ways a freelancer an agency do it yourself or hire somebody it is really difficult to know when is the right time my biggest advice is go with your gut test if you can don't put in huge contracts that are going to lock you in for a year if you're not sure what can you do as like a get out clause can you do some trials some will work and some won't work you've got to be ready for that because not every way that you do is going to pay off no matter which of those four that you do there's always going to be times where it doesn't work and when it does work so don't be afraid if it's not working to pivot and go with a different option definitely don't just give up if you've tried an agency and it's not worked it doesn't necessarily mean that the channel doesn't work for you so there you have it my four different ways with lots and lots of subheadings under it. So I hope that you kept up with everything and have a lovely, lovely week. If you're listening to this on Tuesday on release, thank you. You're my favourites. You help getting up those marketing charts. So thank you. And I will chat to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.